0: Welcome back to the Better Man, Better Ball Player podcast. I'm your host, Trey Cobb. I want to thank you for joining us here on our 111th episode of the podcast where we get a chance to talk to Mike Kozlowski, Coach Kaz from the Air Force Academy. Um, this was just an amazing, amazing, amazing conversation that I just, fortunate, blessed uh, to be able to have with Coach Kaz. I just heard unbelievable things and just being able to reach out to him. Um, big shout out to Coach Sheets. For helping uh, make the connection, and um, it just uh, it's just an, a remarkable conversation, inspiring uh, to be able to talk to, as Coach Kaz calls the Air Force, the America's team, uh, the American team skipper uh, has been. This is thirteenth year at Air Force. Been there since, um, <clears throat> eleven. In his first year, in his first year, uh, he set the program record for wins, as well as um, been. The second most in school history at the Division One level, um, as they've been competing. So in his first year, they set the record for most wins of the program, which was the second most in school history. As they when they started competing in Division One, uh, he has won over two hundred wins at Air Force. In uh, two thousand sixteen, they posted a thirty and twenty seven record, which was the most wins for any Air Force squad. Um, a second most, I'm sorry, second most for any Air Force squad. He's had six draft picks, five All Americans, three first freshman All Americans. Buddy on this, and even Coach Kaz will tell you, this was all while having create and influence and lead young men to help better our country, first and foremost, to create and help them uh, be better officers, be better husbands and be better fathers, first and foremost. Uh, And you'll hear that uh, in the inspiring message that Coach Kaz has throughout the conversation and his beliefs and what he comes out. And I think there's things to take away from any. Program or any team that you're leading, uh, from his talks about expectations and accountability. How do you define success? How you define winning? You know the the example that you're setting. How do you know your people? There's so many. There's so much self-reflection during this whole conversation, and beyond. That I think it can listen to it multiple times. Think you can, t- and it pertains to anything that you're kind of leading from a team, from your, from your family, um, and just you know, again leading our own lives. So, Coach Kaz, I just I can't thank him enough. I say like, I can't thank. Um, Want to go on and thanking our sponsors, Netting Pros, Netting professionals are improving programs one facility at a time. Netting professionals specialize in design, fabrication, installation of custom netting for backstops, batting cages, dugouts, scoreboards, BP screens, and ball carts. They also design and install digital wall, graphic wall padding, windscreen turf, turf protectors, dugout benches, dugout cubbies, and more. Netting professionals continue to provide quality products and services to many recreation, high school, and college fields, facilities, and stadiums throughout the country. Contact them today at 844-620-2707 or info at nettingpros.com. Visit them online at www.nettingpros.com or check out Netting Pros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn for all their latest products and projects. So big shout-out to Will Meyer and the guys at Netting Pros, again, for helping make all this happen. And giving us a bigger platform uh, to let guys, you know, to hear guys' conversation like Coach Kaz and uh, just an incredible, incredible conversation once you guys get into it. Again, thank you for having on. You know, I think this is a multiple listen. I think you, you might have to stop, reflect. I, I know I had to and just as we had the conversation because um, uh, it was just – it was pretty remarkable and and, and – fortunate to have it so again coach Kaz want to thank you enough if you're not following them follow coach Kaz on Instagram look social media I mean Air Force speaks for itself but they're doing some amazing things they continue to do amazing things um again and and, and baseball is a small part of it as coach Kaz which you'll hear so here he is coach Kaz from the America's team the Air Force Academy coach Kaz
1: I like to always ask people Trey cuz oh baseball's so important baseball's important i'm like who won the world series last year you know who won the world series 2 years ago you got to think about it you know I, I don't know i mean you know did the yankees win last night i heard on the radio they didn't you know did the you know who's playing in the nlcs uh oh i guess oh the philly oh okay i don't even know cuz mm-hmm. to me it really doesn't matter i could tell you everything about my The kids, I can tell you about their academic advisor. I can tell you what their majors are. I can tell you who their teachers are. I can tell you what their GPAs are. I can tell you everything about their family. I can tell you about the kids' uh, families are going through divorces. Kids that parents have maybe died of cancer. I mean, I tell you the really important things in life. Like, but I will not and cannot tell you, you know, who uh, won the Major League Baseball batting title. I don't know, and I don't really care actually, because it's really irrelevant to me. Thirty years ago, when I was probably a young coach. Or uh, when I was back, like, playing-wise, yeah, that meant a lot to me. But now, being 53, I didn't care less. It doesn't doesn't make a difference in my life. Um, as long as the Bears win, I'm happy on Monday night. But that probably won't happen. <laughs> Again, as long as the Ravens win today, I'd be happy as well. <laughs> but, well, yeah. nah, no, Trey, just, you can say that. I would, love, I would
0: so I, I just, know. well, I was thinking, just getting into that right there, like you said, you knowing they're, your GPA and if their mom, you know, if someone significant passed away, like, are you pretty intentional about that? Like with the relationships that you're getting with your kids, like, how do you, how do you meet? How do you, how are you figuring all those things out?
1: Um, you know, for me, it's, you got to ask. It's like anything in life and you, you got to communicate. And from a leadership perspective, the reality is from a leadership perspective, you got to know your people, you got to take care of your people. And you got to lead by example. And to know your people, you got to know everything that's happening in their life. You got to know about their girlfriends. You got to know about what's happening at their home. You got to know about their roommates. You got to know everything. How are you supposed to be an effective leader if you don't know these things? And there was plenty of times when growing up, uh, even when I was a young coach, I got slapped in the face a lot. And it, it was very unfortunate. It took me a long time to learn. I remember once my daughter was about 11 years old and I just took over the program at the academy. And she had a soccer game, travel soccer game up in Denver. And we had a recruiting weekend. We had parents here. We had recruits here. We had a home football game. The game started at 12 o'clock. And I told my daughter, I'll be there. I'll be at your, be at your soccer game hour away. Uh, halftime came for the football game. Halftime went by. And I didn't leave. So I missed my daughter's soccer game. And I came home that night. And she came home. I said, uh, hey, how'd your soccer game go? My daughter looked at me and said, dad, you said, you're going to come to my game. I said, well, I had parents here and recruits. I really wanted to make sure it was going to be a great time. How'd your game go? My daughter turned her back on me and walked away. And that was a huge slap in the face for me as a coach, as a young head coach. And, you know, what, what are my priorities in life? What am I showing my players? And how am I once again going to be an effective coach, effective leader, if I can't even be a dad? And I wear my emotions on my on my sleeve. And I had a meeting with our players on that Monday when I got back to school. And I was crying and told them the story. And they said, Coach, you don't need to be here for every individual instruction. You don't need to be here for every weightlifting session. And uh, I took that to heart. And I and I, I don't. Um, family definitely comes first. I want that preach to our kids to understand that, that family, family, family is really important. And um, I have a... The son, my son played football, peewee football. So on Saturdays, inter-squad day, hell, I'd go halfway through the inter-squad. be like, hey, guys, I'm rolling. I got to go. And they're like, hey, tell your son good luck. You know, hey, well, and they would show up sometimes. The guys would come and show up. And it was awesome for my kid. And, you know, all my players know my dog. All my players know my garage code. You know, they know my wife. They know everything about it. My wife, like, we get them home sometimes. She's like, who the heck's here? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> rando kids, baseball guys at our house. So but I want them to understand that I want them to see me outside of just a coach. I want them to see me as a dad. I want them to see me as a husband and uh, hopefully I'm doing things the right way for them to, that I'm, I'm going to be a good role model mentor to the kids.
0: How has that uh, impacted you? Like instead said, when you started to show them what you were outside of it, how did that impact what the kids did in your program?
1: Well, Trey, when I first took over and I've been at the Academy a long time, um, when I was a young coach by 23, when I first came back to coaching, when I was an assistant, I didn't give a crap about the kids in regards to their school. I didn't care about their character growth. I didn't care about their military performance at the Air Force Academy. I just cared about the scoreboard. I just concerned about, are we going to be on the left side or the right side? And as long as we were on the left side, I can care less. Um, so that winning was all that mattered. And, you know, the crazy thing is, how you define winning? You know, how do you define success? And especially at the academy, this is a little different different uh, beast that we're around. And uh, once I finally got over the fact of it's not just a scoreboard, you know, the kids believe in you more. They respect you more. Uh, you have a better rapport with them. Um, I used to be their big brother. Now I'm, now I'm the dad. Soon enough, i will be like grandpa to these kids. And um, I just feel we have just such a better relationship that far outweighs just between the white lines, which is truly more important because uh, my job is to develop these young men, not as baseball players, but as that, just that as men. And if I'm not doing that the right way, uh, I'm worthless. And I need to move on and find that, find a different position and somebody else can sit in the seat. So yeah, these are my boys, you know, I love them dearly. I, I guess
0: I know a, a question I get just, uh, you know, especially with you know younger coaches, we were talking about, um, you know, coaches listening to podcasts and coaches like just, just trying to learn. Right. I think that's a commonality between a lot of coaches, too. two. So I guess a question would be like, what if, what if you were the way you are now as that 23 year old, do you feel that like you'd be in the same place that you are in now? Like, where do you feel like you would be if you started like how you are now? And what if as a 23 year old, you started to do the things that you're doing now?
1: Uh, Trey, I, I think I'd be divorced. And I truly do. And I, cause I, I didn't understand life and yes, there's a growth and maturation that takes part in all of us to become better of who we are. And uh, it, it's funny you know, at the air force Academy, our mission's a lot different than other schools. It's not just about producing a baseball player or, or winning a mountain West conference championship. Uh, we're trying to develop future warfighters for us. And yes, all these kids are on a half million dollar full ride scholarship at our school. Uh, but their their job and responsibility is to go put on our nation's uniform and to be part of those one percenters to go serve and fight and hopefully put warheads on foreheads and turn people in hair, teeth and eyeballs. you know. And because uh, we're making warfighters. And that's kind of the main mission, the main impact here. And, um, you know, I'll share a story with you is there is a time I think I was probably about 30 some years old and my son was newborn. He's probably about six months old. My daughter was three. And I was over in Kuwait. And I've been gone for about a couple of weeks. I was flying jets and we got told to stop. I'm like, oh crap. You know, we got a new mission. We were supposed to come back. I was going to go home and I was told we're not going home. And I'm pissed off. And I just want to see my kids and very selfish in that regard. And lo and behold, about an hour later, I get a phone call from our command and control. It states, uh, you're going to do an HR mission. And everyone out there baseball folks out there going, Oh, HR, HR, what the heck's HR? You know, it's not definitely not a home run. And people go, it's human resources. No, it was human remains. And we had a roadside bomb that blew up four Marines a couple days prior. And my job was to bring them home. And it really puts into true focus of the mission at hand in regards to the, from a military perspective that we're here to serve and fight and, uh, there's other folks that are going to do so much more than than any of us. And, um, you know, it's pretty solemn event where, you, yeah, you wait for the boys to come out in the freezer truck and put their flag draped caskets out of the airplane and fly them home to mom and dad and spouse and kids. And you know, it gives you really a better understanding of life. And for the young men and women that attend this institution, that they're willing to sacrifice and raise their hand for you and I. Um, this is so much bigger than baseball and there's so many young coaches out there that don't get it. There's so many old coaches out there that don't get it. You know, they're playing for the championships and that's it. And they're not playing for the development. And once again, the maturation, uh, of these young men and women, whether whatever sport it is, and it's just very unfortunate that we got And I believe me, I'm not saying, you know, everyone's going to get a blue ribbon. Everyone's going to get the orange Gatorade at the end of the day uh yes i believe in winners i believe in losers as our mission in the air force is to fly fight and win um but on top of that we got to do it the right way and we got to hold kids accountable um and when we say we got to hold kids accountable we got to hold coaches accountable too and the practices and the techniques that they teach and the coaching that they do uh they that they believe in that's going to be at work the right way and you know, there's, I've just seen a lot of different methodologies to what kid, people do, coaches do. And, you know, it's, for me, um, you know, it's it's a lot more bigger than the X's and O's now. It's about uh, treating these kids with respect and dignity. And once again, loving and telling them how much I do care about them, because the more they know how much I care and I respect them, the more they're going to give back. And um, yeah, I've been through the ringer and different opportunities that have been presented in my life. And I'm very thankful for all those and now it's just the trying to figure out how to take what I've learned, not only as a dad, uh, not only as a husband, but what I learned through my military background and present to these young men and women, whether they're at the Air Force Academy, whether they're just uh, civilians that are out there, and uh, once again, treat them the right way that they're going to become better model citizens for our country. Hell, yeah. I don't even know if I answered your question, Trey. Right? I don't even know uh-huh. if it was, but...
0: For sure. Absolutely. So I, I have a question of, uh, I guess, just through all that you talk about, because uh, because you, you kind of made a point about holding the coaches accountable, too. Um, can you kind of like, uh, I guess, two things like, so how how do you kind of do that? Like, what do you mean in terms of that? Especially, I think, as, as just being a head guy, knowing the staff management part is always a big task. And especially like in your world, um, how much accountability you must have.
1: Well, from a coaching perspective, if I'm not living out, uh, if I don't live my life with great morals and values and being accountable to myself and, and from my coaches too, to make sure that they're accountable for all their actions. And if they don't believe in our institution and our mission at the end of the day, my coaches out here and myself included, our number one primary goal is not to win baseball games. Our, our, our mission statement is real clear. It's very simple. Our job is to develop these men into great husbands, great fathers, and just great men. That's it. Great husbands, great fathers, great men, period. And I tell that to parents all the time when they come out there on the recruiting visit with their kids. And I said, this is our mission. This is it. Great husbands, great fathers, great men. Nothing about baseball. There is absolutely zero about baseball. Um, Our vision, we take a boy, we make him into a man. We take a man and make him into a warfighter. Uh, Because that's what our nation needs is these special one percenters out there. They're going to go kick some ass for us and do bad things to bad people for us. Um, But if my coaches aren't on board with that, I don't want them on our staff. Um, And you talk about other coaches that are out there. Uh, Set high expectations. Set uh, standards for your program. But you got to live up to those same standards and you got to live up to those same expectations. And you can't talk out of one end and uh, and not believe in the other side. So for our folks here, uh, we set a lot of things in motion that we are gonna do the right thing. Um, at a military school, there are gazillion rules and regulations that people are supposed to follow and adhere to. Uh, I keep it really simple for the baseball program here. We have one rule, let's do it right. Our kids know the difference between right and wrong. It's about doing it right. Uh, Just this past week, we had a young man that uh, he's not going to be traveling with us to Oklahoma State next weekend. Um, He didn't adhere to the standards of our school. Uh, He wasn't in the right uniform at a right time. And that irritated me It irritated the kids uh, on the baseball team because we do our things right. And along with that, he has some other issues that he is going to he has some other areas that uh, he's going to have to fix as well. Uh, that he's going to help out our cadet wing here. So not only is he going to travel, he has some other punishment per se, and we're just going to hold him accountable to to the standards of our school because, hell, if I can't get him to wear the damn right uniform when he's supposed to, how is he going to perform on a baseball field? More importantly, Patton once said something very similar to that regard. You can't get him the right uniform to wear how you expect him to die for our country. And the same thing applies. I can't get him to wear the damn right uniform. How is he going to compete on a baseball field? How am I going to make them better? If I just say, Oh yeah, those are the the crazy stupid rules here at the Academy. We don't worry about that. We're on the baseball field. That's, that's baloney. You know, I buy into our school, I buy into our military, buy into everything that is happening. And at the end of the day, that kid screwed up. He's going to accept the consequences for his actions and we're going to run a tight ship here. We're going to be the best team at our school and that's going to continue as we always move forward to treat these kids once again, with respect and dignity, but to hold them accountable, hold them to high expectations, and hold them to the standards. Oh, Sorry, Trey. Get a I, little know, I love it. I love
0: it. I love it. Because I honestly, Coach, I, I think what you just said there had so much value for anyone. It's like we had to buy into the school. We're going to buy into, like, your, like you said, your military, the military presence as well as your program. So it's not just like, oh, I'm only concerned about my program. And that could stand for anyone. It's like your program is also attached to the community, which is also attached to the school where I think what you said there has so much value of, like, as a coach, you have to have all three of them. And as, as you as a coach, if you don't buy into the school, you know, then the kids aren't going to perform as well in school. If you're not buying in the community, the kids aren't going to be as great as community members, you know, and trying to, and, and trying to be that example that it, it sounds like you're really trying to make them. So I think that's extremely uh, a way, great way to say
1: it. Well, what's important here, Trey, is with these kids, I mean, they, they've raised their hand to die for, for you and for me. For our country is baseball i believe in so much in sport i mean why the kids play games whether you're at high school little league whatever it is i mean the reason you play sport is not for uh just to win you know it is about the uh to deal with stress pressure adversity teamwork, cohesive unit, winning, losing the ups and downs of it. You learn so much about who you are as a man and who you are going to become in life. And that's just a continuum here is that we believe in sports so much because that's going to make you a better military officer out there. uh, That's going to help us uh, continue to be the number one military fighting force in our world. Um, So that is the main goal here. I I don't have 35 baseball players that I'm responsible for. I have 4,000 young men and women that if I don't do my job right, you know, I, you know, I'm putting our our country at jeopardy. So there's a lot more to this institution and what these kids sign up to do than just saying, oh, I'm going to go to the Air Force Academy and play baseball. No, you're not. You're coming here to be a cadet. You're coming here to serve in our United States Air Force. You're coming here to be a military officer. You're coming here to be a leader of character. And in including that is that you have an opportunity to come and play baseball. So, we have kids commit all the time. And that's a, I'll even tell them how to put their social media stuff up. I tell them how they're going to do it and why they're going to do it that way. Cause it's always about character. Cause character does matter at the end of the day. It definitely matters. And I just, it irritates me when you see these kids that commit somewhere when they're in eighth grade or ninth grade or 10th grade, whatever it is, early on, going to play baseball at so school. I'm like, parents, come on have you even visited the school? Have you gone out there? Hell, as coaches, we can't really talk to these kids yet. Now you're going to commit this kid to the biggest decision of his life. And as a parent, I want to ensure not only my kid's success, but all the citizens out there, all these young men and women that they're making the right choices for the right reasons. And to have a great understanding, because you look at the transfer portal right now, Trey, it is a poop show that's going on in our college community. And, you know, everyone's like, well, not good enough, go. I'm going to move on, move on, stretch, go this way. Um, you know, the days of developing young men into better baseball players, uh, I think it's kind of come and gone. Because if they don't, if it doesn't work out immediately, coaches get rid of you, the kids get, they can move on. Um, and you don't need to develop a relationship. And how, how are you going to develop the, these kids into men when you, we don't even have enough time? We just treat these kids like a darn piece of meat. And we kick them to the curb and instead of trying to help them develop and grow and mature. And once again, not only as baseball players, but more importantly as men, because a majority of these kids, you know, 99% of them aren't going to play past college. And now we better be setting them up for life instead of just having them bounce around. And the NCAA, we got to do a little better job in policing uh, in regards to having restrictions and regulations on whether it's a school, whether it's a kid, if they want to commit, decommit, whatever it is, you know we got to hold people accountable, and right now we're not. Uh, we got the NIL, name, image, likeness. I mean, you know, our our whole college athletics is somewhat being destroyed, and we're gonna we are gonna branch away and break into a couple of separate areas because there's those that can, those that cannot. Um, but I'm I'm more than happy to be part of one of those. Maybe they are part of the cannots, but I'm going to take a young man that's 18 to 21 and develop them. I don't get fifth year seniors here. I don't get COVID years we get four years at this military school to properly train inspire and motivate these kids to go fight for our country and hell i got 21 year olds playing against 25 year olds Mm -hmm. Uh, and that's fine you know we're going to compete we're going to fight uh and at the end of the day once again our mission is fly fight win it's not fly fight compete and we're gonna do everything in our power to kick someone's rear end and You know, if you ever look at our schedule, we don't play any home games because we don't fight wars on our home soil. So we're always on the road and we're ready to go out and compete. Um, And that's kind of gets me jacked up a little bit and fired up a a little bit in regards to NCAA, college athletics, college coaches. uh, Because I do believe in, once again, the respect, the dignity, the honor, the development, the growth, the maturation and truly caring about these kids. Because my boys on my team, those are my boys. You know, I'm their dad. And yes, there's days I wear my black hat. There's days I want to put a foot in the rear end or I'm going to my pat on the shoulder, but I'm going to treat them as such. I'm going to treat them like my son. And with doing that, um, the respect and love that I have for them, hopefully is twofold along the way. So. all right, yeah. It's amazing. I love Get me uh, jacked up here. Um, so
0: I got just a couple of things. I, I thought, I thought that was super interesting about like you didn't have a COVID year. And like you said, the uh, college baseball—it's never been uh, older than it is now. Like the average age is, like you said, it's—it's it's so much older now. So I think that's—it's it's amazing the challenges that you met because, yeah, people have been following you. Like you guys have still been very successful. Um, and so I, I think it just goes to the test of what you're doing even as a program as well. Um, where it's unique, where yeah, like there's 22-year-olds still playing juco baseball. Um, and let alone like 23, 24, 25-year-old that are playing, you know, four-year. Uh, so that's a hats off to you, Coach. That was pretty amazing. And you said you don't, do not play home games?
1: Well, we play very few. You, we, we do have our conference schedule in regards to the Mountain West Conference, but we don't play many home games out this way. And once again, that's just fine. Uh, we're, we're here to travel. We're here to take the fight to the enemy. We don't fight, once again, wars on our home soil. So we're definitely excited about all the travel that we get to do. We try to go play the best teams in the country, and we want to showcase who these young men are. Uh, even next week, we're going to go out and play Oklahoma State, and uh, Coach Holiday out there has asked, you know, can I talk to his team? Of course, you know, I'm excited to talk to his team about what our kids do. I'm excited to tell them about how our kids have raised their hands to die for each one of them. And when we play, we are playing a game. It's not war, and that's there's another area that really gets me fired up. Trey is when people go, "This can be war today, war." And I'll ask people, you've been in war? No. And don't ever say it's going to be war because it's not. It's a game. The game's over. You shake hands. We're Americans. We shake hands. We respect one another. Um, I've been in combat. I've been in war. And this is definitely not war. Um, I took a little – I got a little irritated this past year. We had a pretty good year. We go to Austin Regionals. We get beaten uh, in the, in the championship game by Texas. And I make a statement that this is bigger than baseball. And there's a lot of people out there that go, oh, that's a loser's mentality. That's why. And I got to go back and go, you've been in Iraq? You've been in Afghanistan? You've been in combat? You've seen dead bodies? No. I said, then don't tell me that this is not bigger than baseball. Because I'll tell you that it is. Because my job here is so much bigger than just producing a damn baseball player. Now, these are about producing professional military officers. that are going to be ready to lead our country. So it gets me a little irritated when people refer to it's bigger than baseball. And once again, there are no orange wedges in this occupation that these young men and women have raised their hand to go do. You know, we don't get a participation. Um, You know, you may come home in a box with a flag draped over it. So that's the seriousness of what we do out here. Last year, we graduated nine seniors. Uh, Seven are going to go fly jets. One's going to medical school. One's a combat rescue officer, which is basically the equivalent of a Navy seal but the Air Force version of it. So, yeah, you go look at Texas, we play them. I don't know how many kids they get drafted. We don't have any. you know, I got men that are here to fight for our country and to do it the right way. And I'm not saying you know Texas did it the wrong way by any stretch. I mean, it was kind of cool, um even during the Texas regional trade, we get knocked out. They had eight thousand fans. I don't know how many were left, and uh. But as we're shaking hands after, the crowd erupts with a chant of USA. Mm. USA. And it was so powerful. It'd probably be – I won't remember the score. I can care less about what the score actually was. Um, But that moment in time when you had two great schools shaking hands with USA being chanted, that was a win. Yeah. And when you start talking once again about defining winning and losing, if you have not figured it out as you, as an adult, that's not just a scoreboard, you probably need to find a different occupation because you're not going to be the right coach. And I wouldn't want you to coach any of my kids. Um, so there's a lot bigger when you brand of success that's out there. It's just a matter of figuring out and how to define it. And each person is going to be different. Um, yeah. If we want to make the most out of every young man that's here, and woman that's here, but uh, with that, they got to figure that out on, on themselves. And I'm a big person. I always say this to our program. I don't believe in switching the flipping the light switch. I mean, I want kids that are on, and that's in everything in life. And our, our philosophy on our team is really simple. Uh, it's one word, it's attack. And that's the type of mentality I expect of all the kids that are at our school is to attack whether it's on the baseball field, whether it's in the classroom, whether it's on their military programs, weight room, whatever it is, is attack life. The last thing we want is a kid that wants to sit on a damn couch and play in four hours of fortnight till three o'clock in the morning. That's not my guy. You know, kids that want to attack life in, in every aspect of it. And if they're not, I can't have a kid. That's going to be a light switcher that oh, I just, I work hard on the baseball field. No, that's not my guy. There's a mentality. It's a life mentality that we're trying to, teach these young men and women here it's a lifestyle absolutely
0: do you feel like uh in terms of your coaching staff like does it attract that guy like does that guys come to you or are you typically or somebody giving you a recommendation when you reach out to them like when you have coaches openings because again it is a lifestyle
1: yeah uh for us it's easy i mean if i'm a coach out there uh the three best jobs in uh we'll say five the five best jobs college coaching jobs army Navy, Air Force, Merchant, Coast Guard. That if you have an opportunity as a coach, if you have an opportunity to go play these schools, you need to go play. If you have an opportunity to go visit that campus and go play, play, because this is once again when we actually do have home games, we bring some teams out here. They want to come back because we tour them around our our grounds. It's not your normal college weekend where you you go from the hotel. To the baseball field back to the hotel here i want every college program out there i want college coaches to know what we do why we do it and this will be by far the best trip of their entire season and this should be on their bucket list for coaches to go visit all the academies and give that experience to their college kids to see what these college kids are doing and uh the best weekend of the year whether it's uh, college football college baseball or when the academies play one another because mm. they're playing for the true love of the sport. It's not to be drafted. It's not to go be an NFL player. It is truly for the love of the game and what we're learning from it. And uh, you know, the coaches in, at the academies understand the mission at hand is to develop officers. They're going to be one to sacrifice their lives for all of us. So that is true. And it's pure. And that's one thing, one area where I truly once again believe that we're getting away from is the pureness of college athletics. We're just a breeding grounds for the major leagues or NFL or whatever um, association is going to be. So, um, yeah, it's another area that, uh, you know, it gets me excited for our coaches out here. I, I don't lose guys and it's great because um, they understand why they're here. And yeah, would we would like to get paid more. Sure. We're government employees. But with that, no one wants to leave because they believe in the mission of our school, which is once again, great men, great husbands, great fathers. And our mission actually is to develop leaders, leaders of a character for our Air Force and our Space Force that are going to go serve and fight. So um, I have the best coaches in the country. You know, I just get to I, I, I flew jets. That was my career. You know, baseball wise, yes, I got to do some coaching, but the majority of my career has been a military officer, you know, flying jets around the world having the opportunity to come back here. Uh, I get to be basically what we would call a squadron commander. And my assistant coaches are my director of operations. I do not micromanage, will not micromanage. I let them run the program in regards to the day-to-day ops. My job is to oversee and uh, make sure everything else is running and keeping our, our our house in order here. And I love the ability to have relationships with all our kids. And that is the biggest piece of life. And uh, you always hear that. When people state, you know, state championships, whatever type of championship it is, but they don't have a relationship with those kids after they graduate, whether it's high school, college. And if that's your lasting legacy is because you have a few freaking trophies on the wall, I feel sorry for you. You know, Mm -hmm. this is a lot more. If you haven't developed that relationship, you haven't left that lasting legacy. Who the hell are you? You know, kind of of a, you know, you got to check yourself a little bit. Absolutely.
0: Mm. Oh well. <clears throat> um, yeah, it just has me just uh, I, in my mind, you know, like just absolutely just self-reflecting of all those things. Um, but I get, I can I guess. I guess it, it would you explain like how, uh, like when you've made this change and how you're you're creating those players and how it still helped develop your baseball program to be as successful as it has been.
1: Well, I would, Trey. You know. This the kind of uh, what irritates me a little bit is when people go, "Well, you guys had a great year last year." Okay, yeah, we had a little more than on the left than on the right, and we got hot at the right time. Uh, I've been here, I guess, twelve years as the head guy, and we've had great years every year. Because it gets back to defining winning as a military career officer for me. Defining winning, defining success. Is four years after these young men start, they walk across the stage, shake the President of the United States hand, throw their hand in there in front of 20,000 people, Thunderbird jets ripping overhead. They're ready to go lead our country.
0: Mm.
1: And our reputation that we have for our baseball players that are now in the real Air Force is overwhelmingly such a positive thumbs up. That's the win. And yes, last year's great. We got to, we get some notoriety. We get to throw our name on the national stage a little bit but you know I will never question the last 11 years and the product that we produced it has been ultimate success and I don't give a crap at the end of the day if we win 5 games or we win 50 the quality the coaching the standards the expectations the goals the mentorship will not change it's all going to be the same you know you care about your kids it gets back to leadership 101 You lead by example, you know your people, you take care of your people, you hold them accountable, you have great expectations for them, and you move forward. If you fall a little short, you fall a little short. If you do a little bit more, congratulations. But um, at the end of the day, you love your kids, they go out and they do great things, and you're still part of their lives as as life continues. And that's the the, the defining moment. So hell, if you look at my record, and you might be like, holy crap, coach, you should have been fired a long time ago. Sure. Yeah. If that's how you're going to find success is once again, the left and the rights. And um, I think we're producing great young men here. Uh, we are, we're the best team at the United States Air Force Academy. And I say that with a little bias, of course, uh, but our kids are going to do our stuff right. And they understand the expectations are going to be set forth and uh, we lead the wing in regards to everything we do and why we do it. And we always want to be the number one program here. And I expect that to continue when these kids leave here to always be number one and never flip that light switch ever.
0: I like that. I just really like that. I don't, uh, uh, when you said about, uh, I don't want you to be a light switcher. I want you to always be on. That's super awesome. Um, and again, that, because that's just like, when do you work hard? Like, when do you not, you know, like work hard is hard work. It's a, it doesn't never go away. Um, I guess, I guess another thing for my coach is like thinking about like all of that comes down to, like you said, is like, what do you define winning as or what do you define success is, you know? And it's like, it seems like that needs to be at the forefront of so more more coaches. And, like, what do you define um, and what is your definition? Because, like you said, you're not going to just bash the last – because, like, your, your definition of success kind of has always been met.
1: Well, how about for high school coaches? You know, right. How do you define success? Is it going to be just conference championships, districts? Or are you going to go, you know what, I have a, my varsity team. I have my number one player. I got my number 18 player. I got my JV team. You know, we got to set goals and expectations for every kid in that program, whether he's the freshman C team or your top dog. That might be your one or two kids that go to a division one school or get drafted. You know, what are are the expectations? What are the goals? Hey, Johnny, we're going to sit down with you. We're going to go over your academic goals for this semester, for this quarter. And all right, I've seen that you've been consistently about a two point three GPA. You know, we're not just shooting for the minimums here, Johnny. You know, what's your goal? Uh coach, I think I can get uh, all B's. Okay, great. A 3.0. Let's set that as a goal. But I will tell you here, Johnny, now if we we're gonna go under that 2.3, that's already that's we're not gonna go past that. If you can't do that, you're not gonna play. And you hold the kids' feet to the fire and you tell the parents about the same thing. You're playing high school baseball, nobody cares. Nobody cares. But we have these programs out there that high schools that Uh, whatever state it is, they're like, well, Johnny could have two F's and a D and he's still able to play. Mm. That's bull crap. You know, what are we teaching these kids about accountability? Are we making this kid going to be a productive citizen or are we going to skirt the system just to make sure Johnny can get on the basketball court or the baseball field or the gridiron? So um, yeah, you know, my kid not traveling next weekend because he can't figure out what uniform to wear across when he's doing the wrong thing across our campus that's not my fault. That's his fault. And, you know, so accountability is huge. Expectations are huge. And we start setting those goals when these kids are young, you know, the better off these kids are going to be. And, uh, you know, we just got to get away. These coaches out there have to get away from just, yes, I believe in winning. Winning is fun. Winning is important. But you got to do it the right way. hmm
0: I just I think there's a lot of value in what you just said there about, like, I think uh, taking every kid and giving them certain goals. And like you said, I'm, I'm assuming that you you, know, you said, I'm going to talk about this academic goal because, yeah, he's number 16, 17, 18 on the depth chart. So we're going to focus on his specific goals and how he can get better.
1: Yeah, you got to care and love everybody. Yep. You can't play favorites. And, you know, I play favorites, of course. We all do. But my last kid on, on the program is just as important as number one especially here at the academy where he's going to go serve and fight and, you know, he might die for me. Um, it's kind of cool though at the academy. We we do have a special group of young men and women that are here that are, uh, they're just, I don't want to say normal kids because, you know, to take this type of opportunity, you got to be a little bit different. And I like kids that want to be different. Uh, I don't want to, kids that want to ever want to settle. Uh, we have the adage of iron sharpens iron. And that's what we're, we we're all about here. Iron sharpens iron at this institution is that we're going to promote greatness and we want kids to conform to a higher level. And, uh, I remember my daughter, she just graduated from the Academy. Uh, it took her five years. She had to go to a preparatory school. She gets through here. She's going to go fly jets. Uh, she wants to do once again, bad things to bad people. And when she was a freshman, she was skiing up in Vail. We're in Colorado, ski mountains two hours away. And I called her on a Saturday night. She's in Vail with her buddies. I said, What are you guys doing? Just got off the mountain. I said, What are you going to do later? She goes, Dad, I think we're probably uh, going to get cleaned up, get a bite to eat, and we're going to study chemistry. Yeah. Uh, exactly, Trey. That's what, my same. I'm like, Study chemistry on a Saturday night. Who the hell would be doing that? <laughs> uh, but the kids here, they're going to ski again on Sunday. They're going to drive back. They had a test Monday morning. They knew they had to get it done. hmm. And that's kind of the cool atmosphere that you're surrounded by at this institution where, you know, the kids buy into each other. And, you know, there's so many programs. Here's a a good one for you too, Trey, is that every program out there uses, there's a word that everyone calls each other. And we're a family. Mm. Everyone's a family. Come join our family. And I'm thinking to myself, oh crap, there's no family. It is a meat market. Next guy up, who's part of this family? Where's the development? Where's the, you know, helping these kids mature? Um, But here it truly is a family because everyone wants each other to do well. Every kid is once again on a a full ride academic scholarship. We all want kids to succeed to go serve and fight for our country. So even the 4,000 kids that attend this university are rooting for one another to do well because we're all bought in. We don't get a replacement. At our institution, if someone uh, does not uh, fulfill their obligation while they're here, and we do believe in the Darwin theory, you know, we do weed out the weak kids. Uh, the military academies are tough schools, you know, th- th- than it's supposed to be. Uh, as Americans, we only want the best of the best to go to these schools. We only want the best of the best to graduate from these institutions. And with that, you know, we're going to be front and center and leading the way and ensuring that we got the best kids graduating from this school to go fight and. It's just a it's a cool environment to be around so many type a driven young men that have great goals and expectations of who they want to be and why they want to do it. And even from a baseball program, because I just mentioned just young men as a, from just from a coaching perspective, we put no limits or boundaries on our boys. Uh, I want them to jump out of airplanes. I want them to climb 14,000 foot peaks. I want them to learn how to snowboard. You're in Colorado. I want you to learn how to fly fish. I want you to be an aeronautical engineer. I want you to be an astronaut. I want you to be a rocket scientist. I want you to be a doctor. I want you to go fly jets. Um, it's badass what we get to do. It's just not, hey, come to this school and play baseball. Come be a baseball <laughs> player. Cause that's a hard part too. There's a lot of coaches out there in the college ranks that they, all they care about is coach is their baseball kids getting getting championships. Going to the NCAA, getting drafted, so they can put it on their board. Their one jersey, they can put them in a green room, put them on their damn. Here's our uniform. Take a picture, liquid, put it on the social media, and all of a sudden, kids are like, "Oh, yay! Yeah, me and thirty other guys just got recruited to go to that one school. There's a thirty-five man roster, and all of a sudden, you're going, what the hell? Oh, Johnny's now back to a junior college. He's in the four two four you know transfer program. and people don't even understand what that means in the NCAA rules. and wait a minute, I got the college sweatshirt, and Johnny's not there anymore. And it just gets us going on a, on a wrong path in regards to the once again, when it gets back to developing men. And we got to develop men. And I think we could do a better job at developing overall men,
0: yeah, and i I would assume like, well, in terms of your baseball program and thinking of it as a coach, when you are doing that, I, I would say, you know, the air force, I guess in your program, like the air force Academy kind of has that piece of it. So how would you recommend, you know, like, like say Oklahoma state, they're bringing you in to talk to them. And so because like, it sounds like, you know, coach holiday is trying to incorporate that. Right. How would you also recommend guys taking more of that on?
1: Well, and I will tell, you know, coach holiday, you know, I'll tell them everything that we do at our program. Coach Heefner, a great friend of mine, Dallas Baptist, and uh, we bounce things off of each other. We have a, we have our basically, I'll say a leadership team. Yeah. In regards to our own upperclassmen in our program where I give them the responsibilities. You know, this young man that's not gonna go to travel with us to Oklahoma State next week, that wasn't my idea. I mean, that came from my team captains. You know, I I divvy up a lot of things to our team captains and our seniors to say, guys, you're going to go lead millions of dollars of airplanes. You're going to lead our airmen. You know, what do you think? And I'll help guide facilitate influence a little bit. But at the end of the day, I want kids to make decisions. I want kids to care. And, you know, I'll talk to coach holiday and his team about what our kids do. My expectations of Americans across the country, We'll talk about teamwork. We'll talk about, you know, a cohesive, a cohesive unit and what it means to be part of that team and what you're truly representing. Uh, I always like to tell folks this one. Um, I have two kids. You know, my daughter just graduated from the Academy. My son is a sophomore at the United States Air Force Academy. My son played baseball last year. Now he transitioned over to our parachuting team here. Everyone's like, oh, your son's not playing baseball. I'm like, no, he found something else because at this school, Trey, Even as a coaching staff, we put no limits. We put no boundaries on our kids. They want to do something else. Go for it. I'm perfectly excited for that to happen. And but my kids, my own personal kids, I don't get to wear a nation's uniform anymore. I got to wear it for 20 years. Uh, I'm just a fat old retired guy now, but I will never take the uniform off. It is fully ingrained in who I am as an American. And but my kids, my own personal kids have raised their hand. To die for you to die for me, to die for Oklahoma State Cowboy players. And I'm going to tell them this, and I'm going to ask them, be worthy. Be a great American for my kids to lay their lives on the line for you. That's pretty powerful when you think of it absolutely because t- today's society Trey um as we're watching I mean there's people bitching complaining about our, our our nation who we are the direction that we're going we're divided and you know if you don't like our country you can go across the border you know the Rio Grand's wide open you go to Mexico if you don't like our our board our, our country you know you'd be proud of who we are and people always ask these military folks how do you thank them You see somebody in a military uniform, you stick your dang hand out there and say, thank you. I've missed plenty of birthdays, anniversaries, Christmases, a lot of important dates out there because I was fighting for our country. I was doing the job that I was told to do. And if you see someone in the airport, you see someone wearing a nation's uniform at a coffee shop, buy them a cup of coffee. They sacrifice a lot. You know, you see our first responders out there. You see our police force out there. Tell them thank you. You know, as Americans, we got to be better. And who we are and what our nation's gonna become. And uh, we can all do that. And it's just about treating people with respect and dignity along the way. And I don't care what party line you belong to, can care less. You mm-hmm. know, it's about respect and dignity.
0: 100 so. percent Man, absolutely. It's just um it's just uh, I love Come on, it. Trey, I, let's it go. Just, I right. love it. I love it. I mean, I just I, I could go so many different ways, man. It's just it's just awesome. I just I want to start. Uh it just feel like I'm
1: like uh, it's hard to sit here.
0: It's hard to you start. Are, it's honestly well, start hard to sit, coach.
1: What's fun for you today is you get to be <laughs> a dad. You get to be a dad today. You get to go watch your child play. Yep. And you, you know, you embrace that moment. Don't be a crazy parent. Be respectful of your kid. Be respectful of other kids. I remember my son, he was probably nine you, ten you. And we're playing in an all-star baseball tournament. And here it is, you know, the bottom last inning. He's playing second base, second and third. They're up by one, two outs, ground ball to him. Between his legs, game's over. They lose. He's crying. Everybody's crying. And uh, it's like, hey, let's go. Let's go. Get your, get your stuff out of the, you know, we got to clean up the dugout. Get out. Let's go. We got 60 seconds. I'm on a timer. I'm timing I'm Get out. Get out. Get out. And everyone's getting their stuff out. So they didn't have time. To think about it, and like, well, I lost, you know, whatever, I don't care. It's over. Get your stuff. Let's go. Hey, you know what? Let's go get some ice cream. You know, we're not you. We're good. You know, it's, just, yep. it's that simple. And then it's, it's over. And it's the same thing applies out here. You know, kids are going to make mistakes. Kids are going to make errors. Kids are going to do some things wrong. And they're going to get, uh, they're going to be kind of held accountable for it. I had expectations and we move forward. That's called life. And we we move on, we learn from it, and we press forward.
0: That's all you can do. Now, speaking of uh speaking of those things, like are there are there like tactics and things that you guys use within the academy that help them kind of like is there other like even like a lot of guys like use language like when I'm thinking like striking out, they have bad body language, things like that. People talk about like reset routines or flushing it and things like that. Are there there are ways that you guys as a part of the academy that I'm kind of having that kind of mental routines of like how to handle failure?
1: Oh, well, you just, uh, you said the word failure and it just resonates here because diversity, <laughs> uh, we, we bring up, uh, you know, the young men and women that go to the school, they've been you know, once again, raised great morals, great values, straight A kids, high ACT, SAT scores, everything they've done has been the top, 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 top. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're the big fish in the little pond out of high school. They come here. Now they're the little fish in the big pond. Everyone's very similar. And all of a sudden we, we Mike Tyson them right out of the chute, man, they get punched in the face. And now what are they going to do? Because now everyone has a plan to get punched in the face. And here there is so much failure, so much adversity that these kids go through. But along with that, you got 3,999 other kids that are facing the same failures and, and adversity that they go, get your ass up, get back in the fight, get back in the fight. You know, there's no taglines here, uh, but we do use words like honor, character, integrity, and those aren't just words. So we expect those to be actions. And we'd love that. We'd love for our kids to fail. And I know it's hard for parents to hear that, but failure is so important in life. How are you supposed to grow? How are you supposed to develop? How are you supposed to become a better leader if you've never failed? So you have to fail. And here, it, you know, might be a little more limited in regards to what our failure thoughts are, but is it in the classroom? Sure, kids fail. Are they going to get knocked down in the boxing ring possibly? Are they going to strike out? Are they going to make a big error? Are they going to do something wrong? Sure. That's all part of life. We all grow from it. And, you know, as, as as a coach, your job is to pick up the pieces. Your job is to learn how to motivate. Your job is to learn how to inspire. When I was, once again, we go back to as a younger coach, 23, I could MF our kids left and right. I mm. could freaking run them. I could pull them. We can run the center and back, full gear, whatever it's going to be. What did that accomplish? Not a lot. Just a crazy tyrant. You know, there's some crazy stories that you, the older guys can tell when I was a younger coach, like, Oh coach, remember when you made us do this and that? I'm like, yeah, sorry. Yeah. You know, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. And now as I get older, I just play disappointed dad. When th- something doesn't go our way. Because if, if we train for it, uh, we prep for it. We have the routine we set the process forward and didn't work out. doesn't work out. And as we get older, I wish I had a hat in here. Um, every one of my hats has three, three letters scribbled into it. It's M-A-D. And M-A-D is not mad. It's make a difference. And as adults, our requirement is to make a difference. For young kids that are out there, their job and their life as of right now is to live their lives with no regrets. And we could do that. We're going to be better off for it. And, you know, for Trey, for yourself, for me, for coaches that are a lot around the country, you know what? It's not about you. Nobody cares. You know, it's about what you're going to give back to everyone else. And once you can figure that out, the better off we're all going to be, the better dad you're going to be, the better parent you're going to be, uh, the better husband you're going to be, the better coach you're going to be, the better citizen you're going to be. And um, it's not hard. Let's just get, take us, take you out of the equation. You know, it's about others. Um, you know, I'm going to be struck down someday. And, uh, you know, I'll be honest that there's, uh, you know, there's the one person I'm concerned, well, two people that I got to make sure I'm doing my things right. One's my wife and one's, one's the big guy. So hopefully I'm doing my stuff right. And hopefully when it's that time I get to go the way I want to go and not the other way. And, um, you know, that's, that's for all of us. Cause it's a gift. You know, today's a gift and we got to treat every day as such. And you get to go have an opportunity to watch your son play and compete. And you make you be the best dad you possibly can today. And my job today is going to be that I'm going to be the best person I can be, whether it's to my baseball team. I'm going to be the best husband I can be to my wife. I can be the best dad I can to be to my kids because I don't know if I get tomorrow. And if it's going to be today's the day I want to be the day that I go out, I say, hell, yeah, I did it right.
0: <clears throat> Again, coach, it's beginning, you're getting making really hard to really hard to um to just sit here. <laughs> I could tell you that. It's really hard just to sit. Um, I just want to be like jumping up and down and pacing around and gonna go do something. Uh might even just go chop wood or something later later on. <laughs> um but oh man. make sure you made your bed this morning. I still already did. I'm good. Yeah. That's done. I was done at 7 a.m. this morning. I was, I was excited. I was excited for the conversation, ready to go, got some work done. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to this. I, I knew this was
1: uh, going to be a great one. Um, good, good. You know, and Trey, I, I appreciate having me on. I mean, I, I I love what I get to do. I love the opportunity that I have um, to be around such great young men and women. And if I can repeat myself for all the coaches that are out there, if they ever do listen to it, put this on your bucket list. Go to Go to West Point. Go to the Naval Academy, come to the Air Force Academy, go see Coast Guard, go to Merchant. And these are the young men and women that have raised their hands. You know, these are part of the one percenters that are willing to do something bigger and better than just for themselves. And as John F. Kennedy once said, that's not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. These are the young men and women that are doing just that. And uh, th- these are special kids and they should be treated as such. And uh, we have a couple of sayings in our program that standards never sleep. And you're always on parade. And those are expectations of our program that we're going to be held to a higher level. Then we're not just going to be some an average program that's out there. And uh, I want our kids to buy into that, because if we can buy into that, our kids are once again going to become great men, great husbands, and great fathers. And that's what it comes out. That's what it boils down to at the end of the day. And you said when you, we first started that this is bigger. And I appreciate you having me on because this is bigger. And I want coaches out there to understand this is not just about the damn left column. Mm-hmm. And once we can get over that, and but once again, believe me, winning's important, but once, how do you define it? And every coach is going to be different and how you conduct yourselves is going to be different, but understand it's respect and dignity. And if you can do that, you, you, you're going to provide such a great mentorship a great role model for those young men and women that folks get to coach out there and just do it the right way. Amen.
0: Amen. Um, I I just, just final thing. I know I I used to the best thing is just come visit things like that. Um, What's another way maybe just like to, to be following your program and what you guys are
1: doing. Hmm. I don't know. I'm not a big social media guy, but we got some of that stuff. And you know what? And I'm always open. You know, I get to go speak at the Louisiana coaches convention, high school coaches convention. I'm fired up. And uh, this January got to go out and talk at the Texas coaches convention. Um, I'm always interested if I can help someone I'm in. If somebody wants to call me, send me a damn email. I'm on the the Air Force Academy website. If you you want anything. um, Once again, I'm going to be judged by someone bigger than my wife someday. If I can't perform and uh, I want to outkick everything that I get to do, I don't want to be average either. So I want to set myself apart and doing the right thing to, at all times and um, whatever I can do to help and support. I'm willing. And it's, it takes time, but it's, it's worth it mm-hmm. at the end of the day. And uh, you know, once again, I appreciate you you having me on because I know there's a lot of great coaches out there. Believe me, Trey, there's thousands of better coaches than me thousands and thousands and thousands. I am just some average Joe, Yeah, I don't want to say average, but I just want to be a little bit different. Uh, but I want to be able to inspire and motivate. Yep. So if you can do that, hell once again, I don't give a crap how many X's and O's and the greatest hitting coach in the world because I don't know shit about hitting, pitching, whatever (laughs) it is. So, you know, when you look at it, it's really about motivate. Yeah. Motivate kids. And I get to motivate kids that are gonna go out in our military, they're gonna go take lives or save lives to protect the greatest country in the world. So that gets me fired up and And I love
0: it. Well, I know we appreciate you, coach. And again, I want to thank you for all you do, for sure. It's pretty amazing. Our country's better for it.
1: And hopefully, I'm doing a good job producing our guys that go fight for it. So that's the only goal. It's not on me, though. It's on them. And I'll try.
0: Coach Kaz, just with some amazing, just an amazing talk. Uh, The conversation just uh, exceeded expectations. And Think like I said at the beginning, we're just full of self-reflective questions. I think what we've noticed is like you know, great leaders, great coaches, um, they are asking good questions. They are making us self-reflect and they are making us think of our decisions and the actions that we're taking. You know, from the question it talks about what are my priorities in life? How are you going to be an effective leader if you don't know your people? What? How? How do you define winning? How do you define success? Like there were so many good questions that just came up the entire time, where you know. He's challenging, he's helping himself reflect, to help people make decisions. How are you going to be a better leader if you don't know how to fail? Well, we train for it, we prep for it, we had a routine for it, and we live with the result. Okay, we're going to keep moving forward. Um, M-A-D, MAD, make a difference. As adults, we need to make a difference. Young people, it's about living your life with no regrets. about living your life, making the most full potential out of yourself. Inspiring, uplifting, and like I said plenty of times, I have a hard enough time sitting for an extended period of time. Uh, but coach Cash certainly made that difficult, even even more difficult, uh, just through his conversations. And uh, is this a guy that um, I know he speaks my language? And I know a guy that I would love to be able to have been an opportunity to play for. Have uh, guys that I coach or my son uh, to play for as well. Knowing that the ultimate there is a bigger purpose than just being just winning baseball games, and uh, what it's definitely the. Uh, Definitely the hard, hard because guys are guys are fired from not winning baseball games. So it's just a matter of how we go about that, how we go about winning and at what costs. And you can see Coach Kaz, he's got a clear mind, peace. He's got peace in how he's living and how he's doing it. And it's amazing. So again, um, follow the program. If you're not following the Air Force, give us, give us a chance. Just just take a look and what they're doing. It's amazing because at the end of the day, it's about creating better people for our country it's about people that are like you thought putting their hands up and devoting their lives for us and we're thankful and we're better for it so but it's the amazing things that coach kaz and his staff are doing uh, very thankful for them thank you for those guys at netting pros for again helping us have a bigger platform as well as thanking you guys for making this platform possible and sticking with us here to the end so again thank you so much until next time keep getting better